Welcome to the Retirement Clinic with your host, Jeff Kowal, from the Kowal Investment Group, the Retirement Specialists. Welcome to the Retirement Clinic, WISM Milwaukee, WIBA in Madison. We're ready to talk retirement with Jeff Kowal, your host. Jeff is president of the Kowal Investment Group, the Retirement Specialist. And Jeff, good morning. Good morning, Paul. How are you? I'm fantastic. We're live. We're in studio. Pretty We're exciting, ready. huh? Yeah. And as far as questions and calls, anything about retirement, anything that concerns you, not just 401k plans, Jeff, there's much more to retirement. How about just steady cash flow? When I'm thinking about, I'm at that age, Jeff, where I'm thinking about my own retirement. Not soon, but well, it, it's in the next maybe decade. Okay. So, well, at least you, you'd like to know that you have the option the option to retire in the next decade. That's a, that's the way we approach it at our office. Not that you're going to for sure, but yep. I've got that option. Yep. Let's at least have a little bit of a roadmap to say that if that's in your plans, you know, let's say, because a lot of times we'll try to do in three-year increments because for, for planning, you know, 10 years out, uh, People have a general idea, but if you if you shorten it to a three-year period of time, so we say three years from now, looking back to today, what has to have happened? That's the type of thing where you can say, okay, these are the steps we can take to get closer to that retirement. Same thing for you, Paul. Start uh, planning it out and at least put a pencil to it and see, is that a possibility? I think, too, a lot of you may think you want to retire in 10 years or five or whatever the case is. Then you get there, Jeff, and... Maybe you change your mind. What am I going to do? I'm going to be bored. I'm sitting around the house. Or maybe it's the opposite. I, I, I think once you get to that age, things may look different than they did 10 years prior to that. Yep. And when it actually comes to pulling the pin on it, and you say, well, I, you know, I got something that I could do in retirement, but you know, I don't have, my schedule's not full. What would I do? And mm -hmm. I actually like, like what you're doing. You like doing what you're doing. Yeah. You like the people that you associate. Why retire? You at least like to know that you have an option to do it. Same thing with me. I mean, I, I love the people I'm working with, love my clients, love our team of people at Kowal Investment Group. Why would I retire? You can only binge watch Netflix and watch The Price is Right so often. I mean, so there you, is a limit? So there is a limit. There is. Okay. There is a limit to that. <laughs> I mean, part of me says I'd kill to have all this time off and then, I, what would I do? Yeah. You know, retirement is something different for everybody. Put it that way. It's just yep. different. So taxes, social security questions. We get estate planning questions. How about a Roth IRA? Maybe you have, well, Jeff, I can mention my wife, right? She doesn't have a 401k plan, but she's got IRAs. And um, that's the way some people like her, if you're self-employed, right? you don't have a 401k, but you still want to plan and save for retirement. Right, and, and she should, as you do, save consistently, whether it's an RA, then the uh, uh, contribution limits have gone up, so there are a number of things that you can do to make sure that you are ready for your retirement. But you're doing the right thing, Paul, saving aggressively in your 401k plan, your wife's IRA, saving outside that, you know, you're, you, I know you help fund your kids' education. These are yeah. types of things that you get check those off as you go along and not forego your retirement for the sake of the kids, which is a key thing. Yeah, and that's not selfish, Jeff. That's just being smart. Yes, you want to help your kids out. Yes, you want to possibly help them with college uh, at, because college is expensive, but there's nothing wrong with the kids taking a loan out and having to pay that back afterwards. I don't, Absolutely. Th I don't think there is. I yep. did it. And my both my daughters are going to be responsible for some of their college, but not all. That's right. And the thing is that you can finance their college education, but you can't finance your own retirement. Say that again. That was good. 
That is pretty good, isn't it? <laughs> well, it makes me think well, about it. Yeah, you can, you can finance a kid's education, but you cannot finance your retirement. In other words, everything goes to the kids, or you spend, 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 no saving, and there you are, 55 years old, 60, looking at retirement, but you just can't afford to retire. Right. Those are the things we touch on on this program. You are welcome to join us on the AccuNet Mortgage Talk and Text Line, 414-799-1130, 414-799-1130. Uh, the weekly features on the show, we are going to get to the sexy segment. And also, uh, Jeff will talk about, um, well, we'll hear from the boss minute, Jeff, and that's for business owners. That comes up after the first break. we got callers already with questions. You've got topics. You've got stories. Uh, let's go to the phones right now and just get some of these questions. Sounds great. Answered. And you can join us throughout the hour. We're going to be here till 11 a.m. And that goes for Madison listeners, WIBA. If you want to contact us, you can do that numerous ways by calling us on the Academic Mortgage Talk and Text Line. I just gave that number out, 414-799-1130. Or go to Jeff's website, Jeff, your website, thekowalway.com, and we'll talk about your new office that opened up in Racine. There are multiple locations right now for the Kowal Investment Group. We'll tell you about that in a minute. This is Julie. Julie's calling from Milwaukee. Good morning. Good morning. Um, thank you for taking my call. Um, I, we had my husband retired January 16th, um, and his previous employer had been providing a health retirement account. Um, and because we will no longer be carrying their insurance, we had to go out and find our own, and we were able to get um, on the affordable health care plan. Now, when I am trying to access this health retirement account, uh, money to help pay, pay the premiums, I'm getting messages saying I can't use it because I am getting a, a tax credit for, from the Affordable Care Act. And I guess I quite, don't quite understand. I did use, I did include that amount when I had in our um, yeah. income. And I'm just curious as to why you can't use that money. Well, let's back up a little bit. I think it's, uh, uh, what you're talking about is an HSA, a health savings account. Uh, contributions yeah. are limited. You usually have a high deductible um, uh, uh, health insurance plan. And then you have, um, uh, you supplement with the health savings account. You, you get a tax deduction. You can put up to about $7,000 a year in for a family. Uh, and then you can pull the money out tax-free. My understanding is that what you can pull out tax-free is for health care expenses. Uh, and I don't know that that uh, includes uh, health care premiums. And that's what you're trying to spend it on. Correct. Yeah, I'm not sure that's... So I guess what I would do is I call the health, the HSA provider, the health savings account provider, go directly to them and find out uh, what the status is and what what specifically you can use it for. There may be restrictions on it for, for paying for premiums with it, so that might be why you, you have, you're having a problem with that. Thank you so much, Julie, for the question. You can call the Accident Mortgage Talk and Text Line for any retirement-related questions at 414-799-1130. Jeff, the uh, HSAs we have discussed on uh, previous shows. Sure, a little bit. And, and uh, Julie, if you have ex extra questions on it, yeah, make sure that you give me a call at the office, 262-522-4040, 262-522-4040, and we can help you handle that question and issue that you have. Yeah, thanks for calling. I do want to mention, Jeff, because I alluded to your new location. This is exciting because I drove by it for the first time, and I saw your massive sign. Yeah. It's Highway 20 Racine. 
I was there actually yesterday for a couple of appointments, and it's a nice, really nice facility. Uh, and it's very convenient, right off the expressway, and that is a big sign, isn't it? Yes, it is I, a big I guess, sign. I guess it used to be Rosen or something, and it was a car dealership, and they had a, a huge, big, big sign. Yeah, and now it's yours. <laughs> and now it's ours. It belongs to the. So you're you're located, if we were to describe this accurately, right on Highway 20, Jeff. Right on 20. Uh, the exit the, uh, where you take for the train station, it's really Sturdivant uh, address uh, on Highway 20 in Racine. So it's the north side of Phoenix, one of the first exits for Racine if you're coming from Milwaukee. Oh, yeah. If you ever take the Amtrak to Chicago, yep. it makes a stop. And we're right there. So you can stop in our office. That's where it is. Yeah, we're right by the Amtrak station, right near there. Yeah. And we're on the east side of the street, uh, east side of the freeway. Uh, on Highway 20, just a half, uh, just about a quarter of a mile off the. So, you can, like I said, you can see it from the from the freeway. Yeah. Um, in addition, you're in Waukesha for the world headquarters, as we so often talk about. That's where the main location is, Jeff. But the Cobalt Investment Group in Port Washington, also now in Middleton, which is Madison. Yep. And in Phoenix, Arizona, as well. Yeah, and I'm, you know, I, I get to make the rounds. I was in Middleton this week. We had a, a client event, which is a lot of fun. Great people there for that. Uh, for that get together, uh, and I'm in Phoenix next week to see some clients in Phoenix. So yeah, we I, somebody's got to make those rounds. I got to make sure that I get to all those offices, <laughs> especially the Phoenix one. Jeff uh, Kowal is your host, and before we get to our first break, Jeff, let's get to your first story of the day. Well, this one's going to take a little bit of time, so let me know when we need to take the break, Paul. But um, this is a Kiplinger's article, and I haven't uh, used Kiplinger's for a little while. Kiplinger's Retirement Report. It's really a great publication. It's been around for 25 years now. I think. Um, uh, and this is a managing your finances, consolidate your accounts carefully. We talk about, um, especially as you approach the time when you need to take required minimum distributions from your retirement plans, it's easy and great if you consolidate. And that's one of the biggest ways that reasons why people come to us because they've had assets scattered all over. And now it's time to consolidate. Now it's time to take required minimum distributions. If you've got money scattered all over, how do you coordinate that? Have you ever had somebody where they just downright forget about, oh, that account, I almost forgot about that one. Yes, because the trustee didn't uh, didn't give them the information, even though it's the trustee's responsibility to do that. It may have been from a 401k and the 401k didn't communicate, or they missed the communication from a 401k saying that if you have one, you do have to take required minimum distribution from that old 401k. And you have to take that separately. You can't combine that with your IRAs. So yeah, it has happened. And usually it's it's by mistake. It's an old forgotten account. So uh, this says if you worked for multiple employers in your lifetime, you probably have had several different 401k plans, some of which you may still own. You also may have a couple of IRAs, a Roth IRA, and a brokerage account or two. At some point, you may think consolidating some of the accounts would be a smart approach, helping you organize and track your investments and perhaps save some money with fewer fees. A typical employee, this is from the Kiplinger's article, typical employee has worked for 30 years, likely has switched jobs six or seven times and may have just had as many for, uh, former employee plans. That's six probably or seven. not unusual for somebody to work that many different places or yep. do you think that is unusual no i think that is and we see that every uh, seven years is the average of changing jobs I'm yes told. that's the average but we see them change more in the early years or then uh mid-career once you've established yourself then people are after you have the headhunters coming at you should may change jobs a couple times in mid-career so that's not an unusual Early in your career, you're trying to take a step up, a step up, a step up. But I, I look at my kid in, in Phoenix. Um, 
he would move. He's been with uh, Honeywell as an engineer for uh, 12 years now. And he's climbing up the ladder there. So he's, staying, some, he's staying put. He's staying put but, for now. But the millennials, one of the things, it's not a knock. It's just a, a reality that they do. There's not much loyalty. They are willing to jump ship for a, another job. But he's the kind of guy that stayed with it and didn't change jobs. Just the opposite. But now he's, got a little, he's had to interact with other companies. Now he may be uh, bait for somebody, <laughs> somebody to come after right. him. For, he's uh, an attractive hire. He is an attractive hire. In the programs he's been on, he's worked with higher-level engineers, and they like him. This is the son that Paul McCartney married just Yes. <laughs> he's a mechanical engineer, works for Honeywell in yeah. Phoenix. Um, why don't we take a quick break, Paul, because I know you got to get this in. And then I want to talk about uh, some of the advantages of, of uh, consolidating your accounts, um, making sure you do it the right way, know what your options are, and then have a plan in place. Boy, it's always, when you consolidate, and we'll get to this after the break, Jeff, it just gives you peace of mind. You can sleep a little better at night, too, uh, when you do that. Let's get to a real quick call, Jeff. We've only Sounds got a good. minute or two, and this caller is Jeff as well in Wauwatosa. Jeff, good morning. Good morning, guys. I'm just a real quick question. I um, just sold a, I have one real estate property inside of my traditional IRA. And I want to take, um, I made about $30,000 from the real estate transaction. And I want to take about $5,000 out of this traditional IRA that I had the real estate, real estate profits. And um, how much, what is the penalty these days? Um, if I wanted to pay myself five thousand out of thirty thousand dollars, and you're under fifty nine and a half. Oh yes, definitely. There's a ten percent federal penalty and a three point three three percent state penalty. How how young are you? I, I am forty two. Yeah, so if you could do it, exercising seventy two T, which is a a provision that you could use at forty two if you wanted to. The problem with that is that you would have to take money out each year from it to avoid the penalties, and you'd have to go till fifty nine and a half each year taking money out. So if you want to do a one time shot, and you think you've got other things you want to invest in, or just want to take that if you can pull some of the profits out, that's when it's going to cost you. It's going to cost you ten percent federal and three point three three percent state. Okay. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Right. Thanks for the call. Jeff, uh, thank you so much for calling in. Okay, quick break. Then we're going to come back. The Boss Minute is next. Business owners, it's about your savings and security. Stay tuned for that. The sexy segment coming up as well. And any questions you have for Jeff Kowal, this is the Retirement Clinic. Call the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line at 414-799-1130. Yes, feel free to text us questions. We can answer those as well. Or just give us a call on WIBA Madison, WISM Milwaukee. We'll be right back on the Retirement Clinic. You and me are thrifty, so go all you can eat. Fill up your bag and I fill up the plate. We talk for hours and hours about the sweet and the sour and how your family's doing okay. And leaving, getting a taxi, kissing the backseat, tell the driver, make the radio play. You hear that? Welcome back to the Retirement Clinic on WISN. I'm Aaron Kowal with the Boss Minute, business owner's savings and security. It's about owning your retirement, not just your business. The vast majority of family business owners want to pass their business to second generation, but most do not eventually pass it down. Studies have shown that 80% of business owners want to pass on their business, but actually only a third of those actually do pass it on. In fact, by the third generation, only 12% of family businesses are family controlled. It's a tricky thing, selling a family business. 
One can't ignore the family dynamics and personalities of the individual family members. The focus can't just be on maximizing the value of the sale of the business. There needs to be additional focus on maintaining family harmony. This can't be emphasized enough. Sometimes the business is the glue holding a family together. Are there other family members that want to get involved after or during the sale? Timing of the sale is also an issue. Where are we in the business cycle? Is the value at an all-time high? How will the value look if there's a downturn in the economy? There are so many things to address, and fortunately, there are many ways to deal with the issues that face the sale of family business. I can't stress enough how important it is to have a team of advisors to help evaluate all aspects of the sale. The team should consist at least of a CPA, state planning attorney, qualified appraiser, and a wealth manager that specializes in working with family businesses and retirement planning. It's crucial to go through the financial planning process to make sure you're addressing all areas of your financial life. Yeah, that is Aaron Kowal. Jeff, we talk about business owners all the time on the show, and we just we air this once a week for a reason. You want to remind business owners that they need to think about their retirement just like everybody else, not so much. You know, their business is their retirement. That's what they would say to you. It's one aspect of it. Not only is it the retirement and the money that you can get from your from your business, but you also have to look at the estate planning issues along with that, the estate planning, the tax issues, and those are types of things we address every day in our office for our business owners. And, and that's what everyone was addressing today about the estate planning. Make sure you get in order. Make sure that there's a plan in place to distribute your assets to others uh, once you pass away. Jeff will get more calls on as well. We took some uh, good question right before the break. You do have to finish your story. We'll get to that. And more questions are welcome. The Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line is open, 414-799-1130. Spencer, I keep on forgetting to open up my talk, or I'm sorry, my text uh, link in here. We have a specific link for text. So can you please do that for me? And then we can get to our text as well. But the lines are open, the good old-fashioned way of just picking up your phone and calling 799-1130. Let's get back to that story. Yeah, it's a Kiplinger's article about consolidating your accounts. Uh, back up just a little bit. Typical employee has, has worked for 30 years and switched jobs six or seven times. So consolidating your employer retirement plans into one IRA retains the tax advantage status of the assets. In other words, if you accumulated all tax-free, tax-deferred during your lifetime, if you rolled into an IRA, if you consolidate all those into one IRA, you're not paying taxes on it at that time. It, those transfers are tax-free. Um, consolidating can help you manage the asset allocation diversification, rebalancing, and, and it may help reduce your taxes and your fees. Um, you, you might want to keep a 401k plan if you are between 55 and 59 and a half. That's a special provision. Um, that would be the one that you uh, are careful of. But if you're close to retirement, you also want to make a, if you have a 401k plan, you cannot make qualified charitable distributions from your 401k. You can only make that from your IRA. So if you have an old 401k and you're thinking, I'll just give that to charity, you don't get the same qualified charitable donation. As you do from an IRA. As you do from an IRA. So you have to roll that into an IRA to qualify for that special provision. What are the other basic differences between a 401k plan and an IRA, Jeff? Tax-wise, they're... They're similar. They're right? similar. You you you're not paying taxes in a, in a in in a four hundred one k. It's pre tax, so you, so it doesn't show up on your tax bill, but it grows tax deferred, and eventually you have to pay taxes on it. In an IRA, it shows up on your tax bill. You take a tax deduction for it, so that you still get it in pre tax. It grows tax deferred. You pay tax on the end. 
There are Roth options too. It's a little bit more complicated, but okay. not much. But uh, you I mean, have either way, options. you're paying taxes. There's no way around taxes. That's right. You just, pay them up front, or you let or at them the grow end. deferred and pay later on. Both in an IRA and a 401k. And for years, you, you they had complicated rules. Now they say, let's make it simple. If you have a 401k, you can roll into an IRA. Uh, but there are different rules for each. Um, you cannot combine uh, IRAs with inherited IRAs, so you have to be careful with that. Uh, fewer accounts mean fewer monthly and quarterly statements, fewer companies to notify you if you have if you move or you want to change beneficiaries, and possibly lower costs. Consolidating also makes it easier to calculate and take required minimum distributions after age 70 and a half, because for each 401k you own, you must take a separate RMD. So again, consolidating that, easier for the beneficiaries. Just a couple more points on here. RMD stands for? Required minimum distribution. Good point. So at age 70, you have to start taking money out. So you've got all these assets scattered all over the place. It's a headache to try and do the separate calculation for each one and make sure that you don't. In IRAs, that's, you bring up a really good point, Paul. In IRAs, you can consolidate your IRAs. So let's say you have a million dollars in IRAs and your required minimum distribution is $40,000. You can take that all $40,000 out of one account. So if you have one hanging out there that's $40,000, you can drain that one. It, you don't have to take it proportionally from all of your separate IRAs. However, if you have, let's say you have three 401ks that total a million dollars. You have to take the required minimum distribution from each of those. You cannot take it from one and presume that that satisfies it for all of them. You have to take the required minimum distribu distributions from 401k1, from 401k2, from 401k3, and it has to total that $40,000. Oh, in total. I get it. Yep. So the total is the same, but you say, well, I'll just take it out of one, not with 401ks. So there are different rules that apply, and you know, we always talk about that. You know, we've got a lot to talk about on this show there's for, so many for moving, 18 years. There's so many moving parts, Jeff, and and they change every year. Yep. And they do, and that's why we follow up on that all the time. This is really a sweet spot of what we do. So if you're under age 59 and a half, you want to take money out from your IRA, and I mentioned to an earlier caller that wanted to take money out, you can exercise 72T. Um, it's a way to take money out of your 401k before age 59 and a half without penalties. Again, we can we, by consolidating it, you'll know what kind of income you could take out. Uh, makes it a lot easier. Um, so just you know, be careful with your consolidate. There are different rules for different accounts. 401ks are different from IRAs. Are different from Roth IRAs. Are different from Roth 401ks. That's another thing people may not realize that if you you because know, one of the big advantages of Roth 401ks is that you pay the tax up front and um, it grows tax-free. Yeah. And then you take it out tax-free. So that's the good part of it. But what a lot of people don't realize is that they keep the money in that Roth 401k. At 70 and a half, you have to take required minimum distributions. That's a Roth 401k. From a Roth 401k. Because we hear about Roth IRAs. That's something different. And there's no required minimum distribution from a Roth IRA. But there is a required minimum distribution from a Roth 401k. How do you keep all this stuff straight? It's just because you all do it the every day. Parts. I do it every day. That's right. How do you keep everything straight? Because we do it every day. That's right. The same thing. And if you don't do it every day, you come. You know, you like take three weeks off or something. Everything you got to kind of refresh your memory a little bit. Yeah. With with retiring, all these things, Jeff. They, and you know, did Trump's tax, the federal tax changes, make it harder for taxes? 
this year? Do you think that's going to affect a lot of people? I think it's a little bit confusing, but you bring up one. Before, before, I want to answer that question, but yeah. that's why people feel comfortable coming to us, Paul, because we deal with this every day. So if you're close to already in retirement, you have $750,000 or more, and you're wondering, is the guy I'm going to knows these rules? We, we know these rules. And you talk about Trump's, President Trump's uh, tax plan. The way it's made it more difficult is that people don't recognize that they had more money during the year to spend. So their taxes are less. So now they got... And, and check your paycheck stubs. I do, Jeff, and yeah. I, I noticed it right, right away. But they forgot about that because it was maybe $80 a paycheck that they got. So yeah, now that's not significant, but it's still more. Uh, but now you're wondering why, why you didn't get a $2,000 refund. That's what everybody's well, talking yep. about. So that's the difference, that, that you, got, you got it back during the year with withholding that you're not getting. as So, so that's the biggest that confusion. Same thought, <clears throat> excuse me, Jeff, same thought process. When people think they get a tax refund, the bigger the refund, the better. That's what they're thinking. In reality, that's not good. You don't want to get those no. big refunds. No, uh, you, you let the government use your money. So even though people don't realize that they're getting a little bit more, a little bit less money back this year with their tax refund, still not a bad thing because they had more of their own money to spend Throughout during the year. the year, yep. you had the money, not the federal government. Yep. yep. Let me just touch on one more article, Paul. This is another one from Kiplinger's Retirement Report. It talks about, you know, if you were worried about volatility with your finances, tips to deal with market volatility. Down 650 points one day, up more than 1,000 another. Uh, down 660 another next day. It's all over the place. Um, you know, what, what are the types of things that you can do? First of all, look at rebalancing. But one key thing is, especially when the market pulls back a little bit, uh, and, the, you know, this this is one of those times where the market's down 1,000 points over the last, uh, from the high point uh, on this day. Uh, one of the tips is to convert to a Roth. This is, there are some great opportunities. If you have money on the sidelines and the market's down, Great time to be investing. Same thing with uh, converting to a Roth. Converting to a Roth from what? From a traditional, good, good question, from a traditional IRA to a Roth IRA. Got it. Traditional IRA, you already uh, took a tax deduction on it. It grows tax deferred. Um, eventually, you're going to have to pay taxes on it. Well, tax rates are lower now, and the market's down. So if you want some more tax-free growth, convert a portion of your traditional IRA. Not all. Probably not all. Good. Okay. Yeah. What we like to do, we have a strategy. We, we, we try to do it systematically from now till 2025. So a portion of your uh, IRA each year for the next several years, while tax rates we know are going to be lower, but convert to, so pay taxes up front. And now with the market down a little bit, all that growth, because it is going to, when it, when the market goes down, it always comes back. What's the biggest advantage to converting to a Roth? Uh, the biggest advantage is tax-free growth, regardless of your tax bracket. Um, if you say, well, I'm going to be in a lower tax bracket later on, why should I pay taxes at a higher rate? Statistics show that if you're going to be, if you're seven years or more away from using the money, this was a study done by a couple of attorneys in Pittsburgh a decade ago, that if you're seven years more away from using the money, you're always better in a Roth. The tax brackets don't matter. You're better off in a Roth IRA. So you convert it to a Roth systematically, again, with tax rates lower now. Because if you remember, Paul, uh, President Trump's Corporate tax rate breaks, breaks, those are made permanent. The individual tax rates. That's going to change in 20. Expire in 2025. 2025. So you take that into account when you do your planning. Absolutely, because we say, okay, we know what the tax rates are going to be now. We don't know whether the 
Republicans or Democrats are going to get together. We know Trump won't be in office in 2025. Even if he wins his second term, right. he's done. Right. In so there may not be any, and, and there's, uh, most people think that the rates are going to go back to the old rates. They revert back to what they were before the tax cut. Uh, so they're going to go back to pre-2017 rates, um, or 2018 rates. Um uh, so it's so you're we try to do systematically systematic conversions not all of it like you said maybe twenty five thousand maybe thirty thousand maybe fifty thousand bump you up to the next tax bracket so you're not paying a higher amount in taxes but then all that money grows tax free so the biggest yeah. advantage your your question was what's the biggest advantage is the tax free growth tax free is better than tax deferred better than tax anything yes it is better than capital gains because tax free is zero taxes and this plan trump's plan goes to 2025 can that be changed jeff at all is this a- between now and then most most likely that's a good question it could be if uh, never say never because well, there's- democrats would be the likely ones to do that republicans are probably not uh, they would not do that if Democrats get 60, I think they need 60% in the House and 60% in the Senate. I don't so, know the exact rules. You'd have to know the yeah, rules. Yeah, so it just depends on who's controlling That's the House, right. the Senate, and who's and in the White House. And they have to have a Democrat president to approve it. That's right. Even with that. Okay. So, um, you know, One I think there's a... One more reason to vote for Trump in 2020. Yeah, I, I agree. And I think there's a 60%... Um, threshold to, for tax law, so you, so in order to be able, so that's why they couldn't get it through. They could do it with reconciliation to get yep. it through for the, the, um, um, uh, the permanent tax cuts and for the temporary ones for individuals. And without getting all political, Jeff, just I mean, let's be honest. President Trump has been very business friendly. Oh yeah, regulations, it, right? taxes, all that, absolutely. I mean, it, all the news is talking about is Cortez and Odom and all the stuff that's going on right now. But if you just take a step back. And look at the last two years. It's the, been remarkable. The unemployment rates, the job report, that's that's the undercovered story. Belling talked about this this last week. The biggest story of the first two years is the job, the growth. And, this, and that, low that, unemployment, that, record low unemployment. And, and uh, uh, the population uh, employment, the percentage of people in our population that's been employed. Uh, you know, the, uh, during President Obama's era, the... Um, Unemployment rate went down, but it went down because people were leaving the work- workforce in droves. Yeah. So those people aren't included in the unemployment rate. So they're not counted against Deceiving that. Deceiving numbers. Yes. So now they went up temporarily because of all these people that are back in the workforce, millions of people that now feel that the economy is good enough that they can get a job. Um, but there's a, the, the, yesterday the numbers came out that only 12,000 jobs were created last. I think you're going to see a huge surge next month. Mainly because those are they were, they were climate related, not hot, right? Not, right. Not global and there are warming. Seasonal job ch- changes because but of then, this. yeah, but shipping was off because yeah. of you know the, the uh, inability to get product, uh, the the cold, the, the bitter cold. What about the trades like construction and things like that? But All pe- those jobs are affected in cold months. Absolutely, but more so this year because it was so severe. You know they have seasonally adjusted numbers for construction and all that. But with the bitter cold, it was a lot different. Yeah, it wasn't just Wisconsin. I mean, we we're talking that. that polar vortex really came down south. And how many times did you go to the malls when it was 26 below? Not at Nobody all. did. No. Nobody did. That and affects everything. That affects all those things. So that's why I think you're going to see a surge next month, and it'll be a big You're talking in April. 
in, for, for April, yeah, for yeah. the April jobs report should be pretty good. Interesting stuff, Jeff. Uh, uh, well, finish your thoughts. My, I'm sorry. Yeah, my thought I got you sidetracked on Trump. <laughs> it was all no, it was all good though. But the 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 gist of this article in Kiplinger back to that. <laughs> the other was all my opinions, our opinions. But convert to a Roth, your traditional IRA may lose value in the down market, but the tax uh, bill for converting those assets to a Roth will also be lower. So your taxes are lower converting to a Roth if the markets are down at that time. When a market does recover, all that growth in your Roth IRA will be tax free. So you're not going to pay taxes on that. So that'll yeah. be great. So I, that be aware that you you know, you can't undo conversions, uh, Roth conversions, but at least you know take a look at all the growth that's tax free in a Roth. You IRA. can't emphasize tax free enough. Like you said, tax deferred is one thing, but tax free means just that. Yep, no capital gains, no um, tax exemption. It's just tax free. Okay, Jeff, the sexy segment about wealth management and preservation. It's our weekly feature that we do coming up soon, right after this next commercial break on WISM Milwaukee, WIBA Madison. This is the Retirement Clinic. I also want to tell you about the iHeart Music Awards this Thursday night. They're at 7 o'clock on Fox 6. If you want to see who won the Rock Album of the Year, download the TikTok app and see the winner's acceptance video. also want to tell you about Bid on Milwaukee here in WISM in Milwaukee. Bid on Milwaukee auction starts next week it's march 13th and 14th you do not want to miss out log on to bidonmilwaukee.com the retirement clinic back after this the retirement clinic is back it's time for the sexy segment, but we do have some callers that have been waiting on hold, and we got plenty of time, so we're going to work in both right now. The sexy segment every week here in WISN and WIBA about wealth management and preservation. Jeff Kowal is the president of the Kowal Investment Group, the retirement specialist. Jeff's website, often I forget to mention this, Jeff. Um, when the younger folk are in from Koala, yeah. like your son Aaron and, and John White and all those guys, they always say, come on, let's talk about social media. You're on LinkedIn. You're on Twitter. You're on Facebook, and your own website, which has links to all of these, is thekowalway.com. That's right, and we do put up new content on those uh, mediums all the time, so make sure that you check those out, Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter, Koal Investment Group. Let's sneak in John quickly from Milwaukee, calling WISN and WIBA. John, good morning. How are you? Pretty good. Yeah. Hi, John. What's up? Yeah, my question refers to what you were just talking about, but I have a 457. I was thinking of rolling it trustee to trustee into a Roth, my Roth. Now, um, what uh, if I was, let's say, I mean, you're not a tax guy, but like my my adjusted gross income last year was like 27000 with pension and investments. How much would you recommend, you know, transferring without going into the next tax bracket? Do you know roughly a number? Um, uh, you know what? I can look that up later on. But uh, you, are you single, married? Single. Uh, yeah, you can probably go up to about seventy three, seventy eight thousand, something like that. I, I could look it up. Okay. Um, and I, I would be aggressive in doing. I probably wouldn't do all of it if you have a couple hundred thousand dollars in there. Uh, I would. Well, like I got like nine. So. Oh, I do. Yeah. In a minute, I would do it. Yeah, uh, uh, roll that into a Roth IRA. What? Have it. Yeah, up to seventy, you think? Yeah, uh, uh, I, I think it's around seventy-eight thousand. So if your income is relatively low, you have nine thousand dollars that you're rolling over without question. I guess I, I have to have some sort of disclaimer on there saying you got to look at your yeah. situation. And tax. Repay the tax too, right? Pardon? 
prepay the tax to the IRS, right? Like yes. Whatever. Well, no, 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 no. I, I would Pre not. Not prepay? No, if well, you're well, saying... I mean, because I mean, uh, it would be trustee to trustee, you want to... Um, you don't want to take possession of it, right? Correct, but you don't want to take out any money for taxes either. No, no, pay it with some other money. Correct. There you yeah. go. Okay. That's exactly it. And then, and then, um, uh, I'm on Social Security, so um, um, or not Social Security. I'm on, not Social Security. I'm on Medicare, so th I think the next bracket there too is around eighty thousand before you jump up to the Part B increase. Right. Yeah, I don't think you'd have to worry about that, but take a look at yeah. it closely. Yeah. But I think you're heading in the right direction. I think that that's the direction I would go. Put that into a Roth. You may pay zero in it or very low taxes on it. And it grows tax free forever. Great opportunity. And what if what if though your your um your uh, four fifty seven is a pretty low management fee compared to a a managed place where I am, which is like you know one percent versus point three? Is that does that really matter so much? It it matters what your results are. We, what we look at is what you get in the end at the end result. Uh, lower fees are always helpful, but if the results of your performance of your investment and you end up paying a little bit more, but the results have been spectacular. Pay a little bit more. Hey, thank you for calling, John. I want to squeeze in one more caller hanging on. From okay. Il somewhere in Illinois is Justin. You're on WISN and WIBA with Jeff Kowal. Hi, Justin. Hi, Jeff. How you doing? Great. What's up? Hey, I'm retired military, um, and I'm a disabled vet, so I have my VA coming in and my pension coming in. I still work for the military now as a, uh, as a, government, con as a government employee, and I have my 401K to work, my TSP 401K. How hard do I need, how heavy do I need, should I be investing in that 401k so I know I'm going to have my pension and my VA coming in forever? That's a good question. First of all, thank you so much for your service. You're, you're a hero. Thank you, Justin. And uh, I would, you know, you don't know what time you're going to, how old are you now? I'm 47. So I would save pretty aggressively. Um, because if you save and if you get a company match, you want to maximize that, it may allow you to pull the pin earlier. You don't want to know what your health is going to be like in the future. You may want to retire early or you may want to wake, work longer. But if you save aggressively in the early years, both from an investment allocation standpoint and in the amount that you put in, in other words, have a higher percentage in stocks and the, you put as much in as you, as you can, as you, as, as you can afford, you get, gives you so many more options later on. So I, I would say that, that despite the fact that you get great benefits from, from uh, the VA and and uh, great retirement benefits, I would still save aggressively. Gives you a lot more options. Right, yeah, because right, like right now I have it set up to where I'm basically have a split between the C and S fund, which are all you know just stock funds, and then I have um, I have a mutual fund, uh, a non IRA, just a regular mutual fund set up um, on the side. Now, do I? Do you think I should convert that over to put that money on that mutual fund, keep it diverse like that, or should I pull it over and put that into my TSP? That's a good question. I would not put it into that. I would make ongoing contributions into your TSP and into your four fifty and, and into your, uh, yeah, your, your tax sheltered savings plan. I would make ongoing contributions. This I would keep separate because that's what gives you financial independence. This money outside of the retirement plan says you don't have to wait till 59 and a half. If you want to pull the pin at 55, at 53, at 58, you have some money outside the retirement plan it gives you a lot more flexibility. I probably wouldn't put that in. Justin, not only do we thank you for your call and your question, thank you for your service to the country. We do appreciate that. And we went from having a lot of time left to now we got to squeeze in the sexy segment in about three minutes. So okay, go this, for it. <laughs> this show is for everybody this segment is for uh, 
those who have a million dollars or more. And I, I've mentioned this before. Paul always gets a kick out of horror stories. So this is a market watch. It says, never forget to change beneficiaries. There are three horror stories. I'm only going to concentrate on two. <laughs> Because these are these are pretty good. The last scariest too. Well, it's, it's stupid, is what it is. The last word: If you don't have any minor children, keeping your beneficiary designations up to date can sometimes eliminate the need for a will. Um, oh, let me back up. Horse. Here you go. Uh, how would you feel if you died and your ex, who you intended to get nothing further after your recent divorce, was allowed to collect all of your company pensions and the proceeds of your company provide life insurance. So she gets the life insurance, she gets the pensions. Um, probably not very good if you wanted your son and daughter from an earlier marriage to get the money. So you had kids from an earlier marriage, you yeah. married, you divorced this woman, wanted her cut out of everything, but she's on everything now. Not good. <laughs> not good. No. Unfortunately, the dad in this case failed to change the beneficiary designations for his pension benefits and life insurance after the divorce. So his ex-wife remained the named beneficiaries. Two because months, he forgot? That's the only yeah, reason. He just didn't do it. Jeez. He got killed in a car crash. And the Supreme Court ruled that the beneficiary designations trump state law. So it doesn't matter whether, you know, if he died without a will... Um, it goes, you know, his kids would get the money. But the beneficiary designation trumps that. Yes, it does. So, so, so his kids are out. His kids are out, and she gets the pension and the... Man, that's just... It's, not only insurance. do the kids have to go through the awful, tragic car accident with their father being yes. killed. Yes. Now they got to put up with, I don't get any of that money. But wait. It gets worse. Yeah. The kids get the bills for an expensive and unsuccessful legal fight. You're kidding me. No. So they get the bills and they don't That's get That's as bad money. as it could get. That is a horror story, Jeff. Yeah. Here's another one, yeah. Paul. In yet another real life case, an ex-wife collected $400,000 from her ex-husband's company's savings and retirement plan, even though the ex-wife had specifically waived any interest in the plan under the divorce agreement. So she says, I don't want it. Believing the divorce agreement was the last word on the subject, the ex-husband, again, failed to turn in the form requiring the official change of the planned beneficiary from his ex-wife to his daughter. He died seven years after the divorce. And she gets the money. Because even though the divorce decree, and she agreed, she didn't want it. We're, we're good. Yeah. And it goes to the daughter. He didn't change the beneficiary. So change your beneficiaries. Yes. That's the, Pay that's attention the lesson to, that. to be yep. learned. And we're doing that with reviews from client, with clients now, making sure everything is in order with their beneficiaries and all their accounts. Even though that dealt with lots of money, sexy segment, that wasn't too sexy. Those are horror stories, and they can happen if you don't change the beneficiary. That's right. If you have a million dollars, if you have $10 million, you can screw up if you don't change, or don't pay attention to the beneficiary. Yeah, or has somebody remind you, right? One quick thing, Paul, a lot yeah. of times people spend tens of thousands of dollars, $2,500, whatever it is, on getting an estate plan done, and then don't coordinate their assets and their beneficiaries with their estate plan. Defeats the whole purpose. Defeats the whole purpose. So sometimes there's an election for probate. Sometimes a minute, no, money never gets to the intended beneficiaries. Great work done by the attorneys, but then never no follow. Retirement Clinic back after this. WISN, Milwaukee, WIBA, Madison. They say she's in the class A team Stuck in her daydream Been this way since 18 
on News Talk 1130 WISN and WIBA Madison, the retirement clinic, out of time this week in just about a minute, Jeff. And we're going to close it up by reminding you that kowalway.com is 24-7. You can always check out the website. K-O-W-A-L, thekowalway.com. We've got a, a workshop coming up uh, this week. Wait, Aaron gave me information on it. Uh, it's incorporating a, a trustee into your planning. It's education seminar. Chris Barons, Chris Stansbury, great guys. Aaron Kowal will be on it as well. Uh, Milwaukee Marriott this week, um, March 13th, this, this coming week, March 13th, Milwaukee Marriott, great educational seminar incorporating a trust in with you. So uh, Chris Barron's is Chris a trust Chris has officer. been on the show yep. in the past. He's very good. Both those guys, Chuck yeah. Stansbury, Chris, good guys. Uh, they know what they're doing. Aaron Kowal will be there as well. Go on the com. request information. If you're uh, close to it, that's going to be a great workshop, but, so do that right away. Uh, if you're close to already in retirement, have $750,000 or more in retirement assets, go to a professional. We do this all the time, not just some of the time. This is from top to bottom. Our entire team does retirement planning. Um, so you're not going to be put in with somebody that's not familiar with your situation, not familiar with tax laws, not familiar with retirement, with all the aspects of retirement planning. So do give our office a call, 262-522-4040 for Milwaukee area for Madison, 877-560-4040, or better yet, schedule an appointment or request an appointment on the Kowalway.com. And remember, new location in Racine, right at Highway 20, uh, right off the uh, freeway, Highway 20 and 43, of course, uh, Waukesha, the headquarters, Port Washington, Madison and Middleton, and in Phoenix as well, the Kowalway.com.